The Real Food Reel is proudly sponsored by Bear Blends. Bear Blends are dedicated to producing the healthiest protein powders and unique nutritional powders. They use only natural and organic whole foods and all of their products are non-GMO and free of artificial flavors, colors and sweeteners. My personal new favorite is their vanilla and coconut plant protein. Visit bearblends.com.au to learn more and check out their gorgeous recipe info over on Instagram at bearblends. Welcome to The Real Food Real. I'm Steph Lowe, the natural nutritionist. We're shaking things up on the podcast and each week I am joined by our cast of experts, including Kirsty Worth, Phil Maffetone, Kale Brock, Ali McLean, Katie Pettuccini and so many more leaders in the fields of real food, gut health, sports performance, holistic wellness and optimizing your health, metabolism and longevity. While you're tuning in to today's episode, would you take a screenshot of your smartphone and share it on social media with the hashtag RealFoodReal? I'd absolutely love to know that you're tuning in. And while you're there, why not share this episode with a friend who also needs to hear our information goldmines and aha moments. Sharing the show means we can continue our mission of simplifying nutrition and showing the world that health starts with what you choose to put on your plate. Without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode of The Real Food Real. In episode 175 of The Real Food Real, we are again joined by the gut guru, Kirsty Worth. In today's episode, you will learn all about the basics of broth, including the amazing health benefits of this ancient superfood. You will learn about glycine, proline, and glutamine, and how all of these nutrients are essential to repair leaky gut. We discuss gut diversity and the difference between beef, chicken, and fish broth from a microbiome point of view. Kirsty and I also cover broth fasting, cleansing, autophagy, and how you can use this amazing strategy to heal your gut and reset your entire immune system. Hello, Kirsty, and welcome back to the show. Hey, Steph. Thanks so much for having me. We had an overwhelming response to our most recent podcast on obviously Gutalicious, but also all things ferments. Um, one of the topics that sort of came out of that conversation that I've had with people since the episode was about bone broth. So obviously our last episode will be linked in the show notes and that wasn't something that we explored. So I definitely wanted to dedicate a, a full episode to this topic. Um, there's obviously lots of conversation in the gut health and real food space about bone broth. And I definitely want to get your opinion on this ancient superfood and then we can dive into yeah exactly what it's all about Mm -hmm. oh my gosh bone broth is just isn't it just like that um life-giving food that Mm. everyone has access to it doesn't matter um you know how much you earn it doesn't matter anything you know you can just make bone broth no matter what and and I actually agree with you Steph I think it's a superfood mm. like even out of all the things that you can take as you're re, as you're rebuilding your body or if you're just in you know that really awesome sweet spot of everything's working really well it's such a great food to have to maintain everything in your body so you can have that optimal health but it should be one of those real basics that you have you know, all pretty much every day. And it should just be part of your your family culture and your culture and just continuing that on. It's been around for eons in time. It's nothing new. Yeah, that's really true. Like it's been around for, I don't even know how many centuries I think, but in sort of the West, it's been potentially feared or I think maybe squashed underneath big food and the conventional revolution that we went through and we've been through for the last five decades. Regardless, it's, it's back with a vengeance, which is awesome yeah. to see all over, you know, the World Wide Web. Um, but just for context, what, what does broth mean to us definitely in Australia? Because I know it's got slightly different variations across cultures and I'm aware that we have listeners from all over the world. Yeah, so 
broth really is about um, extrapolating the nutrients from the bones of, you know, whether it's a beef broth or a fish broth. And it's about making sure that you're extrapolating that nutrients from those bones. You're getting, you know, collagen and gelatin and you're getting the all the different minerals from that. So literally you pop the bones in a big pot, you fill it up, and then you're adding in um, different types of spices, different types of vegetables for flavour. And you might cook it for anywhere between, you know, sort of six hours to 12, 24 hours. Now, sometimes there's a, um, often the word stock is thrown around as well. Mm. And there's um, obviously a difference between cooking up the bones and adding all of those different spices and ingredients and then just boiling the meat and, um, you know, having the liquid from boiling up that meat. <clears throat> but today we're going to be talking about broth in the fact that we're going to, you know, you're boiling up the bones, you're adding in that extra nutrients, and then you're straining that off and you've got that incredible liquid that will solidify and, you know, become that big, thick sort of gelatinous um, um, texture and, you know, gelatinous sort of um, eating after, after you've made it. So it's pretty important to clarify the, the difference between the two. But today we're going to really just delve on into the broth from the bones. Yeah, beautiful. So it's um, obviously slow cooked. I mean, we do ours for 72 hours um, and that's obviously a big part of how we can get all the nutrients out of the bones. So what are your favourite? You mentioned collagen, but what are some of the other nutrients and like why you love what ends up coming out of that slow cook process? Yeah. So um, I love well, – <laughs> where do you even start? Yeah, I know wow. right. Start with college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, let me go back one step that when you are cooking your broth, it is very important to add an acidic medium to it. So I add apple cider vinegar to mine. Now, it doesn't have to be very much. So when I say I add it, I mean, you know, I'll put one to two tablespoons of the apple cider vinegar into the water, you know, into the broth before I start the cooking process. Because that's what's going to enable you to extrapolate all of these amazing nutrients that we're just about to talk about. So I still meet people today that are doing an awesome job of making their broth every day and their slow cooker is on overdrive, working hard, you know, day in, day out. But unless you put that acidic medium in there, you're not going to get the best bang for your buck. And so you might be sitting there going, hang on a minute, why don't I get that, you know, sort of wobbly jelly-like sort of, um, you know, material at the end that, or, you know, that I see in the broths that you can buy now or those kinds of things. So, so that apple cider vinegar or acidic medium, maybe it's lemon, whatever you choose to put in there is vital to getting those, that nutrients out. Now, the first thing that I want to talk about is um, you can get these amino acids called glycine and proline from your broth. Mm -hmm. Now, glycine and proline are the real building blocks for liver detoxification. And so our liver, you know, obviously detoxifies constantly during the day. And we have two different phases to that detoxification. And the second phase, which really just processes out anything that we come into contact with during the day. So it might be, you know, the perfume that you sprayed on yourself or it might be the car fumes or whatever it might be. The glycine and proline is an absolute necessity to enable your liver to crank the engine and process that out. And you can just get it in such a pure form in your bone broth. You don't have to take a supplement or do anything. You've just got it sitting there. So. The liver loves broth. Now we have this uh, thought in our mind that, you know, if you want to do a liver cleanse, you need to juice for three days. When really um, bone broth is probably one of the greatest ways that you can cleanse your liver because of those amino acids. So, um, you know, step one, that's obviously vital. So collagen 
comes from bone broth. And once again, that's an absolute necessity when it comes to the building blocks of our joints and the building blocks of um, awesome skin Mm -hmm. and making sure that, um, you know, our body is functioning at optimal levels. And, um, you know, it's really interesting, you know, Steph, you would hear this all the time and I see it and hear it all the time and had this myself, like, you know, you play a lot of sport and eventually you have an accident or something goes down. And, you know, I see it time and time again, people using broth to, you know, rebuild that those joints and rebuild, um, you know, the sort of the structure of their bodies. And I love it when clients say to me, oh, you know, my, my surgeon just couldn't understand why I'd recovered so well. And, you know, it's, of course it's because of the broth, but mm-hmm. you know, like my mum had um, hip surgery. She had a whole hip replacement and the surgeon just couldn't understand why she'd recovered so quickly and was back out riding her bike and doing everything she loved because she didn't follow his procedure. She just drank a heap of bone broth and had soups and fermented foods and all those sorts of things. And, her, you know, the collagen in her body just sort of really healed up so beautifully. So another one that I want to talk about is glutamine. It's um, obviously I'm a, pretty big into gut health. So <laughs> glutamine um, is in, it's vital for gut health because it lines the gut wall. And, you know, we don't want any holes in our gut wall because all sorts of things can, un, you know, unfold. If, we, you know, our gut wall has this mesh that um, allows us to pass nutrients through into our bloodstream and our organs and our body can utilise that very beautifully digested pre-packaged um, nutrients. Now, if, our, um, if that little you know, mesh and that gut wall isn't you know, nice and sticky for those microbes to stick to or if there's holes in that mesh, and then big chunks of protein is going to you know, filter through into our bloodstream and um, you know, we're not going to have a nice sticky gut wall for those new microbes to stick to. And you know, that's where we get a lot of autoimmune conditions and things like leaky gut, which um, you know, it's wonderful that that's becoming a term people are sort of understanding more and more, which is basically just we have those big proteins seeping into our bloodstream through our gut wall. And glutamine is one of those major building blocks for the strength of our gut wall. And we need, to, we need to add it into our diet. We need to have it. You can't just assume that you know, your body was born with it and you just have it on tap all the time. You actually need to eat it. You need to replenish your body with the glutamine. And also, you know, minerals, you know, there's so many different minerals and nutrients that you can extrapolate from the bone broth that are building blocks for your body. And all of it is in a a very nutrient-dense, easy-to-cook way. So, um, you you know, I I just, I can't sort of stress enough how um, important it is to add it into your daily routine. And I I really do mean daily. Mm. Um, You know, it's it's interesting that uh, I've always said to clients that two to three cups of bone broth is an absolute must if you're healing your gut because of the collagen and because of the glutamine, that glycine for the liver, the gelatin that you get, which obviously also lines the gut and supports the, um, you know, all of our tissues and um, supports our body. But interestingly, when you then break it down further, that bone broth has certain properties in it that also feed certain strains within our gut microbiome. So we have these bacteroides strains that bone broth literally feeds them. It's their fuel. Um, And, you know, one of the labs that you and I use, Steph, you know, they literally added these specific bacteroides strains into a Petri dish and then they added bone broth and these strains multiplied and grew. Mm. And, you know, they were fascinated, like, whoa, bone broth, you know, this is growing and just such an incredible you know, effective nutrient-dense food. And I, re- I was told after this study from, um, you know, the director of the lab, he actually says six cups of bone broth. 
oh. is what's needed. <laughs> Everyone's so, fallen off their chair or tripped over I on know. their run. <laughs> I know. So, you know, we've, we've had to ramp it up and oh. in our little protocol. And mm. um, it's, that's pretty tricky getting six cuts of bone broth in a day. And we'll, we'll probably go into that a bit later and mm. talk about how, how do you get all this bone broth into your diet. Mm. But, um, but yeah, six cups of bone broth a day to heal up your gut, to, you know, to line that gut, make it nice and robust and sticky and obviously feed those beautiful bacteria strains and um, top up those nutrients and minerals. And, and what I also found fascinating from this new, um, from this uh, it's a bit more education that I um, attended with this lab was that there is actually quite a difference between the chicken broth and the beef broth or the red meat broth. And so once again, it all comes back to the diversity. Mm-hmm. So the, um, you know, the red meat broths are very, very important in growing those bacteroidy strains, whereas the chicken broth is helpful for growing um, eubactrim strains, which um, helps with uh, bile acids and helps with enabling um, us to be able to digest fats and help to support the fat metabolism. So, what, you know, it, and then, of course, sorry, Seth, I've been talking for ages and you haven't even been able to jump in, but um, the, the final thing is, once again, don't just stop there. You can go to fish broth. Mm. Fish broth is notorious for supporting thyro- the thyroid. And, you know, so diversity, 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 when it comes to all aspects of our diet and our food, but especially with broth as well, it's important to, to try all of the different broths. Yeah, amazing. Um, I'm just busy writing notes here, basically. But um, <laughs> the bacteroides conversation, I really wanted to dive in there a little bit more because, you know, as you will see in in the testing, in the gut testing that we both do, like there are way too many people with such limited limited diversity, which causes a whole host of problems. And so, you know, then the conversation moves to maybe for some people introducing bone broth for others it's definitely ramping it up um and you know i'm glad you discussed that the volume that's required because i find people are a little bit resistant or they maybe haven't found a way to make it cost effective or time efficient and you know i think it's just about really acknowledging that food is medicine and you you can completely overhaul your entire health and well-being if you get that information, so test, don't guess, as we always say, and then look for, all right, how am I going to make this sustainable? Because you can't get your bacteroides in a pill um, and bone broth is a superfood that can completely transform your gut health. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm. And, and it is looking at every day you wake up, oh, how am I going to medicate my body today? You know, mm. that, that's how you should be looking at food. And all right, well, I know that I'm deficient in this, so that's going to be my focus and I'm going to take my medicine today because it's just going, I'm going to have, you know, there's absolute optimal performance and health and well-being and I'm going to be a better, you know, athlete or I'm going to be a better mum or I'm going to be a better student or wherever you are in your life, you're just going to be able to thrive on such basic things. And I think we tend to get really technical a lot and we want to take supplements and we want to, you know, really just get sort of dive in and, and make everything too complicated. And when it, it does just come down to simple things like just drink your six cups of bone broth a day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and look, probably, you know, we need to sort of sort of go further with that. But um, we are fortunate that, you know, there are other ways that you can get bone broth in now mm. that, rather than just drinking copious amounts of cups of the bone broth. So um, do you want to go there now, Steph, or have we got I think question? we should because there are many yeah. people freaking out about how they're possibly going to drink six cups a day yeah. when they can't even yeah. get one in. So <laughs> let's do it. I feel like you need to, you know, reduce, reduce the uh, fear factor. The stress. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, the stress. So, like, for me... I have um, trialled and found numerous companies that um, have been able to extrapolate their um, bone broth into a 
powder form mm. and it tastes fine. You know, there's no problems with it. So if I'm making a bulletproof coffee in the morning, I'll add that powder into my um, morning, you know, coffee, whether it's a bulletproof or, you know, a fat, fat sort of content coffee whatever kind of, you know, whatever you want to have in the morning that's got your fat content in it. Now, this um, specific powder doesn't, doesn't taste like anything, mm-hmm. but you're adding a huge dose of that, you know, bone broth in there. And there's lots of different companies now out in the market. So, um, you know, there's not just one. So you can add it into your morning coffee if that's what you have, a sort of a fat coffee. You can add it into smoothies mm. um, and then, you, you know, you can put one or two teaspoons in there. If you've got kids adding bone broth in when they're rebalancing and they love sugar and that's all they want and they want to eat heaps of fruit and they want to eat lollies and they're used to eating a different way, there's, um, you can get granulated bone broth, which is actually really crunchy and really salty And so a lot of my clients will literally spoon that granulated, crunchy, salty bone broth over the top of, um, you know, their other foods or some kids just love it so much they just eat it straight off the spoon. Mm. Now, this is dehydrated broth that comes in a jar, but it's, um, you know, it's got that granulated, salty taste and kids love that. They love crunch. They love salt. But you know, one teaspoon of that is equivalent to a whole cup of bone broth. So, you know, I've got a client, she just, she couldn't bring her child over the line for about, you know, a good, a good little while. And so this child just used to sit there with a jar and just spoon out the bone broth and crunch and chew on it. And she's just high-fiving herself going, awesome. I don't care how it's going in, but I've got it in. And, of course, then this beautiful child got used to bone broth and then their gut bugs changed and then suddenly they wanted to have it in other forms and then off they went. But in that sort of interim time, that was the way that they sort of got over the line. Um, Of course, you can just drink it. Mm -hmm. Um, But the other way that I love to get it in um, is to have it as the base of soups Mm. and the base of stews and the base of most of what you cook in, um, you, know, you can make a, a gravy out of bone broth. There's all sorts of things that you can do to add that bone broth in so you're getting that nutrients, but it's just in your everyday life. And before you know it, you sort of look back over the day and you're like, wow, I had bone broth four times today. Mm. I didn't even really realise by the time I had it here and I had it there and um, off I went and I, so the, it, it is easy to get it in and especially now that there is really good quality bone broth supplements that are in a powder form that you can add to coffees and smoothies and things. It's it's just getting easier and easier. I mean, when I started all of this, you couldn't get any of those sorts of things. You just had to drink it and add it to food. So, yeah, yeah. I was thinking back like in 2009, long story short, I was working at a vitamin store where I was doing my postgrad and the number of people I was selling powdered glutamine to, yeah. um, yeah. I just, I feel terrible that, that we didn't, I didn't even know about bone broth that long ago. Um, yeah. I won't even go there with the kind of education that you get in <laughs> some parts of the nutrition degree. But, yeah, to think about the fact that you can completely get all of these amazing nutrients from one food or product if you want to go down the powdered route is just it's phenomenal. Like it really is a superfood. And for our athletes, like number one, without a doubt, yeah, you just and and it is so easy to involve and get other people on board, and it tastes nice. So mm. yeah, it just should be your staple. Yeah, amazing, love it. Yeah. We um at one point we had two slow cookers on the go, mm. um because we needed to keep up with all of us in the family having that real sort of restorative therapeutic level of multiple cups a day. Yeah. <laughs> and so, it was just like this big sort of churn out of constant bone broth. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I must admit I buy most of mine, but um, I've got a lot of clients that <laughs> have sort of set up this almost mini factory in their shed yeah. because they don't want it going through the house or the family might be complaining about the smell. So they've like hooked up 
you know, the electricity yep. and they've got it happening out the back. And I just think amazing way to to just make it happen, you know, like not everyone can afford to or wants to spend the, the amount of money on sort of a monthly supply, which I'm totally cool with. It's obviously much more cost effective to make it from home. It certainly takes time, but I love how inventive some people have gotten with just making it happen, rolling up the sleeves and uh, sleeves and finding a way. Oh yeah. Mm. And I've got a client who her two little kids wouldn't just wouldn't go there. And, but she worked out if she made it and then put it and then made it a really gelatinous broth. So Mm. right down to the jelly and then she'd pop it in her dehydrator and mm. it would turn out into these little um, crispy, salty chips. And then her kids would sit and eat that all day long. Epic. And they loved it. Love it. And she just had to wait till they went to bed so they didn't see that it was actually the broth that was going into the dehydrator <laughs> and that's exactly what they were eating. But, yeah, I love all these, you know, the little ways that you can do things and, and for sure it's all about, your time and um, financial sort of can you afford it or do you need to make it and all those sorts of things that mm. it's for everyone. Yeah, amazing. Although I did want to mention that there are a couple of um, sort of conditions where a broth might not be suitable, at least initially. And I know in our last episode together we touched on histamine a little bit. Um, could you talk about, what's going on if someone's found that when they drink broth they're getting a reaction and what that might look like? Yeah, absolutely. So broth naturally is going to release histamine because, you know, obviously um, meats that have been cooked, their histamine levels increase. And so if someone has uh, histamine issues, it there's a couple of reasons why that might happen within their body and therefore a couple of reasons why they might have to start their broth experience or journey in a different way. So let me really break that down. So the first reason why you might not be able to handle broth is because you might have uh, an infection living in your gut like clostridium Mm. or you might have a parasite And those guys release a heap of histamine into your body. Mm -hmm. So you've kind of got your own little histamine factory going on from these Mm. little dudes that are living within you. Now, so your histamine cup is really full anyway because this is happening. And then if you have bone broth, which even though it's nourishing and it's beautiful and all these things that we've just talked about, in the end it still has histamine in it. Mm. And if your cup is already full, your bucket's already full, and then you go and have broth, it's just going to completely tip and the bucket's going to overflow and you're going to have a histamine response. Now, it's not the broth that's caused that. It's the underlying root cause, which is those infections like the parasite or a clostridium infection or a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth like a SIBO sort of infection. So first of all, once again, If you're having those experiences of, you know, I feel like I'm having this big major reaction to the broth, investigate further because it's Mm -hmm. often not the broth. Mm -hmm. It's often an underlying root cause. The red flag. Mm. Now, the other thing is that your body might have a slower detoxification of histamine. So, you know, we talk about sort of cranking the wheel um, and, you know, getting the body humming in along really nicely. Some people just have genetic implications that means they can't crank that wheel to get rid of histamine as effectively as someone else. Now, if that's you, it's not about, oh, well, I can't have broth because I, I've got MTHFR and I can't detoxify effectively. Mm. It's like well, let's look at what we can do to nourish your detoxification profile in your body and nourish that your body's ability to detoxify. And we know we can support and modulate our genetic expressions like MTHFR or those sorts of things. And so you can get to a point where you can handle a 48-hour broth, you know. Yeah. So I I, I wouldn't... um, you know, sort of label, oh, I'm histamine intolerant because I've got MTHFR, therefore I can't have broth. That's not the case. Now, you know, 
And certainly I was in that position. I had all of those genetic expressions we're talking about and all of those gut problems that we were talking about. So whenever I had broth, I, you know, itchy, my eyes would water, my gut would blow up and I'd feel really, really tired and depleted. And you do, you come to this conclusion, no, well, I can't have broth. And so it's about unpacking all of those different moving parts in our body and slowly but surely one by one addressing them. And then you can get to a point that you can absolutely have broth and because all the systems in the body are working effectively. So you can modulate that histamine. You can detoxify that histamine and, you, you know, you can, you can grab all the benefits of that bone broth. So, and, and other things like, you know, we know that if you've got histamine intolerance, like ginger, for example, is far more effective than clarentine in reducing a histamine <laughs> reaction. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. I know. And, you know, it's tragic, just, really. Um, uh. Just jump on PubMed, which is, you know, where you'll find all these amazing, really, really, um, you know, incredible research studies that will talk about um, ginger and clarentine and, you know, it'll tell you that it's just as effective. So if you know that you've got histamine issues, just whack ginger in with your broth. Mm. We know that vitamin C supports, um, you know, histamine intolerances. So add some vitamins, extra vitamin C into your diet as you're adding bone broth in and you're balancing out your gut microbiome. You know, there's all sorts of things that you can do to modulate that histamine reaction that still allow you to include these superfoods like broth instead of freaking out, getting scared and, oh, I can't handle that. So I've met many people that come to work with me that say, oh, I can't, I can't have broth because I've, you know, histamine intolerant or X, Y and Z. And so we sort of talk about, well, you can't have it now, mm. but let's, un- let's unpack everything so then you can have it. And yeah. that's the beauty. You always can end up having it. A hundred percent. And I think that's a really important point because, you know, it's not a constant. So I think that is, yeah, that I can't have it now and let's have a look at why and fix the underlying root cause. I absolutely love that point. So would yeah. you would you pull it out completely or do you think there are some people that can add things like the ginger or as you mentioned do a 48 hour instead of say 72 to start or it's obviously quite individual. Yeah, so that's going to be really individual, mm. but I've never ever completely pulled it out of anyone. Okay. Yeah, even if someone's really uh, you know, oh, I think I'm reacting to it. We will do, sometimes it might only be like a four-hour broth. Yeah. Really, really, really short cook time. Um, and then we go up to five hours and so forth and so forth. We'll add the ginger in. We'll bump up, you know, we'll, we'll make some orange juice and then ferment it and get a heap of vitamin C in there. And we'll do all of these, once again, using food as our medicine and adding in that nutrients and slowly but surely work up to it. And you might have, even from that four-hour cook, you might just have a tablespoon yeah. and slowly but surely work up to it. Um, it's really surprising how quickly you can get up to a really therapeutic dose once you know and you're working with someone that can understand those complexities and how to manage it. Yeah, especially if it is like obviously the, the two main reasons, like one is the clostridium overgrowth or a parasite. So obviously as you treat that, your tolerance to broth will completely change as the histamine that's being released decreases. And then obviously secondly, if you're, you you know that you've got either an MTHFR polymorphism or that DAO defect, like you can support that as well, right? So it's about getting that information and supporting your genetics and your current microbiome health so that you can include these superfoods. And I think, you know, that's a really important way to look at it rather than ruling it out and, and then limiting your gut healing journey because broth is such an integral part of it all for everyone. Yeah. And then, yeah, working, you know, with your practitioner to add in things like the, you know, activated charcoal or Mm. adding in things like bentonite clay that will help mop up those histamine, you know, metabolites within the body whilst you're 
you know, creating that sort of change and balance. So, um, you know, you don't want to be feeling terrible and having a histamine response. You shouldn't need to. And so you just got to make sure you've got those detoxification tools in there as well to support you. And that's very, very important. You don't, you know, we don't want anyone sitting in the corner just like, you know, oh, I just feel so terrible, but I must do it and keep yeah. going. Mm. You, you don't have to have those issues. You can use detoxification tools to support your journey and feel much, much better. Yeah, beautiful. Absolutely. So is there anyone else that um, might, might not tolerate broth? And I don't know if you want to go there, but what do you say to vegetarians and vegans? Oh, goodness me. Um, <laughs> oh, <can worms. laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so I, I suppose I would just have a discussion with vegetarian and vegans around the, the beautiful nutrients that you have in broth mm. and the benefits of it and is there anywhere else in a vegetarian or a vegan diet that you can get those amino acids and all of those different types of components that we've been talking about. Mm. Now, from my understanding, you can't get them from a vegetarian or a vegan diet. Um, it's very hard to find, you know, things like, you know, gelatin and glutamine and, you know, glycine and proline. Um, and so, you know, I, I would find it really difficult to, if you were eating a vegetarian or a vegan diet to be able to find them anywhere else but in a, um, you know, in a bone broth. So I have had lots of people that have come to work with me that end up um, having to start having broth mm. because they just don't get the results that they are wanting and they're just, their health is not improving. And yeah, they just can't seem to get that, you know, all of those amazing benefits, you know, like you're, it you know helps with that muscle and bone and joint health and your gut health and you know all the detoxification. So um, you know, and once again, so just to answer also that other question that you had about um, you know, can uh, are there other people who can't handle bone broth? And and it really is just around if you've got chronic chronic underlying health issues, it's not that you can't have it. You've just got to go super slow. Mm. So. Yeah, it's just sort of going back over that again. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Such a fascinating area. I think, um, you know, the what I find in my clinic with the vegetarians and vegans is, um, yeah, like a lot of them make the decision themselves that it is something yeah. that they're willing to, like, I guess, change their ethical or dietary decision on. And, you know, I don't force my opinion on anyone, but when it comes to that gut healing journey like a lot of people are like right and I, I you know this is my priority and I, I can really respect that decision because I can imagine for a lot of people it's super challenging um mm. and of course you know there are plant-based foods but the volume that you need to consume to get adequate glycine is is it becomes impractical like it's not possible to eat um enough spinach or kale um both those foods have you know other issues um with them for some it's not possible mm. to get that much glycine i think that's where the perspective needs to be around someone's dietary decisions and, and their gut health as a number one priority yeah and i think something that we haven't touched on yet but i think it sort of is very important to discuss is like you were saying the volume of you know spinach that you would have to eat is incredible mm. and Someone who is intolerant to bone broth or someone who's wanting to go on that sort of health, gut healing journey or that, you know, journey of improving their health generally doesn't have great digestion. Mm. And so even if you ate truckloads of spinach, I'm not even sure you'd be able to digest it effectively yeah. or extrapolate the glycine. Mm. Whereas when you have bone broth, there's no, you don't need to digest it. It literally just seeps into your body. Like it's just this incredibly easily digestible form of nutrients and minerals. So, um, you know, for some people, I have, I've, I've had clients that were just so sick and their digestion was so compromised, the only thing they could have was bone broth. And they would be on that for a day or two and just that, just to calm all the inflammation down, 
calm everything down and allow the digestive system just to have a break mm. you know but still get that nutrients and those amino acids and all of those things that the bone broth has so um yeah i i really do question and i've never really met anyone that has such a robust amount of, of di- or robust digestion when they're starting out their sort of gut healing journey to be able to get the nutrients so that's the other reason why bone broth is just so amazing this is instant shock instantly absorbed ready to go yeah a hundred percent great point um and great segue so thank you because i really wanted to dive into broth fasting um i think in my experience it can be a little bit overwhelming for some people to hear statements that you just made about having broth only for a day or two but i want to unpack that with you um personally i've been doing a broth fast for um you know about three days once a month as a bit of a reset um, and definitely part of my own gut healing journey. But this isn't about me. I wanted to get your thoughts on broth fast and let's talk about, you know, why and protocols and all the fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, we, we've had awesome chats when we've been at a conference. um, Was it last year, Steph? Yeah. And, we would be sitting there listening to all this amazing gold coming from, you know, the researchers and the people presenting and then in between we'd be even geeking out on, okay, what about this and what about that? And I remember we talked about how you were doing the broth fasting and how you were going with it. And, and I, yeah, same, I've been doing them for years. And first of all, I'm a huge proponent of them because so many people get their their guts are in such a state of just overwhelm, inflammation, and pretty much anything that they're going to eat is just going to cause you know another sort of inflammatory response. Um, it's going to cause stress on the digestive system, and you know you do just get to the point that um, everything just needs a break. And so there, you know, sometimes it's actually just completely necessary yep. for some people just to stop, you know, the chronic diarrhea or mm. the chronic pain and those sorts of things. So, so we, we've used it for people who are in real chronic sort of situations. So that's sort of the first place that you would start. Now, it seems really, really scary for sure. And you would mm. be like, am I going to get hungry or how am I going to go with it and all those kinds of things. Now, obviously, if you're one of those chronic people you don't care because you are just in so much pain and you feel so terrible. You'll do anything and, and it's fine because you do feel better. You feel nourished and you feel calm and rested because, of course, some of those amino acids in the broth make you just feel like super chilled out person. <laughs> so, um, you know, the, some of the amino acids just, you know, put you off to sleep so nicely at night. Um, so you would use it for sort of a, an acute situation yeah. and where you would do the broth cleansing. And then also you may use it for um, rebuilding the gut lining and then you would also use it for enabling your body to ramp up some pretty awesome different types of um, systems that we have in our body. So, you know, broth fasting apart from taking the stress off the, um, you know, your digestive system, it enables our body to go into this kind of really deep state of, um, you know, cleaning up the cells. So, you know, autophagy, which is just the body, the set, sorry, the cells literally like Pac-Man going around cleaning up anything that is damaged. So, that's probably the most simplistic way that I can describe it. And I literally, when I get myself into this state, get in my mind thinking of these little Pac-Men going around chewing up, you know, cells that aren't going to support me and cells that are actually going to um, influence and be detrimental to my health. So um, that's, you know, a really important part of going into that sort of real deep sort of cleansing state. It's just a big scrub down. It's a really big clean out. And so that's why a lot of people choose to do that as well. And, of course, it gives the liver a break. 
Mm. And so when we're not, you know, throwing down food and we're not putting, you know, putting alcohol in and we're not putting um, different types of, um, you know, drugs or anything into our bodies, suddenly the liver has a great chance to ramp up its detoxification because it's not busy doing digestion and it's not busy cleaning up all of that. And so the broth, adding that amino acid, those extra amino acids in to support that liver detoxification suddenly the liver's just like, all right, let's go. We're just going to clean up and crank, crank that engine as well. So there's multiple reasons why you would do it. Some people do it to um, rebalance their blood sugar. Mm. So it's really, really cool at resetting your blood sugar and getting that regulation going. Um, some people love to do it because it does actually reset your gut microbiome. So our gut microbiome sheds sort of every three days and it can really shift and change. And so if you're just feeding it beautiful bone broth, it can allow things like those bacteroides strains to really flourish and for the pH in your gut microbiome to change and for those beneficial microbes to really shine and for those pathogenic microbes to die off because as soon as you stop feeding them carbohydrates and sugar, they haven't got anything to live off and so they start to die and the beneficial ones start to thrive. So it's a really quick and easy way to rebalance the microbiome. So um, they're the, probably the top ones that I would mm. suggest um, doing a bone broth cleanse. But obviously, as, as you would um, recommend, Steph, you've got to start slow yeah. and you might just do like a half a day bone broth in the morning you want to just check that your adrenals are all cool with that so you don't you don't want to go into a three-day bone broth adrenally fatigued or nutrient deficient so if you're nutrient deficient it's not a great thing that you want to do now of course i've talked about all this beautiful nutrients in bone broth but some people that i work with their guts are in such a sorry their gut microbiome is in such poor shape they haven't absorbed nutrients for five years, 10 years, 20 years. And so their bodies aren't strong enough to do that. But what we do is we make soups with beautiful proteins and vegetables in the bone broth and then we blitz it into a um, puree and then they drink that soup and then they can handle that. Mm. And that's a, sort of a form of cleanse as well if you're just starting out. But, um, you know... The longest I've done one for is about 10 days and um, just, oh, amazing, absolutely amazing. But it took me years to get to that point. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up, absolutely, because, you know, a lot of it depends on obviously the state of your microbiome, but definitely your metabolism in terms of whether you are a sugar burner or not, because if you're bound by your appetite, you've got like, you know, symptoms of hypoglycemia, that poor blood sugar control, like you're not ready for three days. And that's a really, really important point Mm -hmm. for us to reiterate because like I always say about fasting being a muscle, like this is next level, like You've got to make sure that even sort of day to day, you're setting up your meal to meal windows, your overnight fast window, and just really training your body to be in a good state to be able to tolerate a broth fast. So yeah, really Mm. important that you don't necessarily try to jump in the deep end straight away. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I had a really interesting situation, um, uh, I was, as you know, Steph, I was just um, away and I went on a boat ride and on this big adventure for the day and I went with someone who's totally glucose fueled, mm. and then I, I went and we didn't, um, things got a bit mixed up and basically we didn't eat for the whole day because we thought we were going to get food on this island and then turned out there wasn't food and so forth. Now I just... I'm a fat burner, so I just went through the whole day and was like, oh, that's fine, I'll get food at some point. Mm. Whereas the other person that I was with, you know, two, three hours in, they they just were struggling. They were hungry, Mm. couldn't think straight. We were there for work and so, we, you know, we were in meetings and things and just could not function. 
And so, you know, it's that sort of classic example of um, you've got to get yourself into that zone so you're not, because that's not fair. You don't want to be like hungry and oh my, and relying on willpower <laughs> to do a rough task because it's never going to work. Never going to work. If you have to re- rely on willpower and you're, you know, you're burning, um, you know, carbohydrates and glucose, you will not make it. And then yeah. you'll be disappointed. You'll feel like you've let yourself down and you've failed. And it's a horrible space to be in. So you've got to get your- absolutely pear shaped. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, and you end up just, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that. So whereas for you and I, if we've got to travel somewhere or we've been somewhere and we have, haven't been able to eat our ultimate foods that we know nourish our body, we can wake up the next day and, and do a fast for a day or two um, just to rebalance everything and we're fine. But, of course, it took you and I time to get to that place and lots of sort of tweaking of, of our bodies and our microbiome. So. A hundred percent. Like I still even find that if I have like a weekend where I might have a little bit of a, an extra, you know, refined sugar-free treat or maybe slightly higher carbohydrates than I would do normally, I won't do a broth fast starting on a Monday. I'll give myself a couple of extra days just to get back into, you know, what to me feels like fat burning with great satiety. And I've got my system ready for that broth fast. So I think the timing is also a really important conversation. And, you know, it goes back to what we were saying about not diving in the deep end, but it's also that, you know, setting yourself up for success. If you've got a big training day, I, I don't I don't personally <laughs> thrive on a broth fast if I've done intensity <laughs> exercise. So, you know, I fit it in around my training schedule as well. And I, I'd love to know what, what you do with regards to training and, and your advice there. Yeah, absolutely. So mm. I I have very low expectations of my training output. When <laughs> <Good. I feel. laughs> very low expectations. In fact, I take it as this great opportunity to, you know, oh, I might read a book in the time that I would normally go out and do some <laughs> training or, or catch up on my research or, you know, I've tried some pretty cool stuff. Like, um, as you know, I'm a huge um, fan of bushwalking. Mm. Now, that requires a whole different energy output. So I've actually done a couple of, broth fast whilst on overnight bushwalks and mm. um, I mean firstly don't have to carry any food so it's awesome because you know you don't have to worry about food or carrying it so your pack is very light mm-hmm. but you're just sort of moving through nature that's not this high intensity yeah, but the body's moving. Mm. yeah and I just wanted to play around with okay my body's moving so my liver's being supported and things are, and I've got a lot of that movement and how would that then support my broth fast because you know when you when you um fast you get a lot of metabolites that come and your body has to clean that up and I wanted to see if exercising on a lower sort of output how that would support it and um yeah so no it's it's very exciting but I I would and you don't want to you know have the in-laws come or you know Mm. do anything that's going to be too taxing to the brain because the (laughs) brain the brain requires huge amounts of energy and, mm. you, you know, you want the energy to be going to the cleansing experience, not this high output of thinking and all of those sorts yeah. of things. I also yeah. think there's like lots of different variations. So if I'm doing it on a day where I am with clients and I need that really beautiful cognitive function, like I'll add more fats, whether it's from pure MCT oil. Sometimes I add a little bit of ghee either to the actual broth or I might sneak in a, um, you know, like a, a fat black or an MCT coffee and that works for me. And I think, you know, that's where it can be really individual coming back to obviously things that we've been exploring like microbiome and metabolic profile, but certainly the practical and logistical side I think is really important because we're not all sitting at home every day. We've got, you know, schedules and meetings and clients and families responsibilities. And I think you can make it work, but you've really got to, I I do that whole N equals one, that biohacking to, to work Mm. out, um, yeah, what does suit you. And, And I know that I definitely need more fats some days. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And then especially for women, you know, balances mm. your hormones and has such a great um, impact. And I'm the same. You know, I, I need to have 
quite a lot of fat for my brain, um, my recovering brain. So, quite a lot is an yeah, understatement. <laughs> quite a lot, yeah. Um, but that one, uh, you know, it's beautiful step at N equals one. Like mm. there's no people that have, you know, a brain condition like I do and so they'd be shocked at how much fat that I need but that's because I'm recovering from, you know, such a horrible thing. So, um, and that peters off and it's getting better and better and better. And it's a bit like the histamine, you know, as, as you get better, things change and what you can handle and how you can um, throw that into your little experience and your cleansing experiences. It, it changes over time. And so it's not set in stone. So mm. I would, um, I suppose... My other um, advice would be that don't just assume because you were doing it that way that you can, you know, that you have to do, always do it that way. Mm. Um, you know, always move with where your body's at. You know, we often have someone come to us and they've been on the same medication or activated B vitamins for, you know, the last five years. And it's like, well, do you need this? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I've, I don't know. I've just, took, I've just been taking it. And so it's the same thing, you know, keep, like you said, flexing that fasting muscle, keep changing it up, keep trying different things. And I'll just share like on a personal level, like last year I was doing like, you know, I said the, the more, it was often three days, once a month, but this year I'm moving into like family planning with, you know, with my husband <laughs> and um, I'm not doing like a lot of three days. I'm probably doing more like, you know, for dinner and then I'll go through like once or twice a week where I won't eat any solid foods until like maybe a late lunch. So it's, it's not, I wouldn't even call it a full day and that suits me right now. I still feel like I get a lot of the benefits and, you know, obviously not as many as if it was a three day, but my goals are different. And again, I think that's really important, especially for women because, you know, going back to conversations that we've had on the show about fasting, like a lot of the research is in men. So we can't pick up that data and apply it to a female of, of childbearing age. And that's, you know, what's going on in my world and, and lots of my clients actually. So, you know, N equals one and, and look at the goals and, and put it into context with what you're trying to achieve right now. And, and that will change over time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and set your expectations for where you're at as well. Mm, which so we cool. find very hard to do. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, Steph right does there right now. So I'll be. I should do it too. Mm. No, 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 definitely not. So I'm glad we've explored that. Mm. Um, as always, I could talk to you all day, and I wish I had. I, I could, um, <laughs> but what we might do is. Um, you know, I think we'll get some feedback on the show today. And if our listeners want to learn more about broth and broth fasting, we can definitely dive into like a and a episode and we'll sort of see where that goes. Um, but yeah, what do you think on if we, you know, sort of wrap things up there and maybe do a, a do a call out on social media for those that want to learn more and any specific areas that we can dive into deeper next time? Oh, I love that idea. Mm. I love that idea. We love our Q&A. <laughs> yeah, we love it. You know, we love it because it's, I mean, it's such a great space that everyone's in now. Everyone's learning and everyone's so excited. And, you know, as you know, Steph, we learn off, off of all of our crew as well. Mm-hmm. We can't keep up with the literature. And so oh, the my Q- clients are my biggest teachers. Yeah. Mm. And so the, the Q&A is this awesome space where we can, um, hack what's going on and um, just provide maybe that one little sort of um, point that creates that new thought process to, oh, was that it? You know, so I, I think it's wonderful. I love it. Yeah, amazing. Let's do that. So, team, definitely send an email through um, it's rfr at thenaturalnutritionist.com.au, but I'll put those links in the show notes. Um, Kirsty, you can obviously be found at culturedwellness.com. That's cultured with a K. So, guys, please do reach out to Kirsty and the team. Um, they're an absolute wealth of knowledge, as I'm sure you're very aware. We're so grateful to have you on the show, Kirsty. Um, anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up today? 
No, I think just get out there and start drinking bone broth. Mm. You'll never, ever, ever live it down. And no one ever woke up one day and said, wish I didn't drink bone broth. <laughs> oh my God. That's like a, a, a new meme I can create for social media. I can feel it. <laughs> said no one ever. Oh. You know that one? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Beautiful. Yeah, thanks for having me. Steph. Thank it's you, honey. Lovely. Amazing to chat again. We'll, um, we'll talk to you very, very soon. Sounds good. See ya. Thank you so much for listening, team. Make sure you dive into the show notes over at thenaturalnutritionist.com.au forward slash podcast. Now, before you go, can I ask you a favor? I'd be so grateful if you would leave me a five-star review on iTunes. I personally read every review and comment and love hearing your aha moments and takeaways from each episode. Together, we can continue to spread the real food love. See you next time on The Real Food Reel. This year, the Wellness Summit returns. For those of you on your own health journey, you know that a lot of times it's two steps forward, one step back, and you think you're doing well, and then something else pops up. It's like um, always, you're always learning. It's just a, it's not something that just happens overnight and suddenly you're well. If I actually had been so wrong about this really important thing in my life, what else was I wrong about? And it got me down this, uh, this place of questioning all the concepts that I had. And then I came to one question, which was, who am I beyond concept? When I was a little kid, I really always had trouble with food intolerances. I realized that there was a lot to be said for the way you eat. You come to the same place that I came to, and it's a place of complete freedom. Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.